My friends of Christ, I've always thought that Pentecost was a feast that kind of speaks for itself. Even when we're celebrating it in shutdown mode, where the wind and fire and the colors and sounds are maybe only virtual, it still tells a story that doesn't need a lot of commentary. But maybe a little context can help. You know, Pentecost was a Jewish festival long before it became a Christian one. For our Jewish brothers and sisters, Pentecost, or the Feast of Weeks, celebrates God's gift of the Torah, the law, the, God, the gift God gave to Moses and the chosen people. And our Christian Pentecost also celebrates the gift of God's law. St. John Chrysostom, the Bishop of Constantinople, spoke of this in a Pentecost homily 1,500 years ago. Pentecost, he said, marks the moment when the disciples of Jesus emerged from the upper room carrying within themselves the law of the Spirit, the law of love, a law written in their hearts. Each person then became a living law, a living book, animated by the Holy Spirit. I like that. Pentecost turns each of us into living books animated by the Holy Spirit. It should be a book that everyone wants to read. So the gift of God's law, the law of the Spirit, the law of love written in our hearts provides some of the context for this great feast. But there's more. In the reading from Acts, Luke connected the moment of Pentecost with the story of creation in the book of Genesis, the strong driving wind that swept through the room where the disciples were gathered, brings to mind the Genesis moment when a mighty wind swept over the waters of the abyss and God brought light out of darkness. So, a little more context. Pentecost is creation. Think of it as the new creation. And there is yet another Genesis story that gives context for the Christian Pentecost. It's the story of the Tower of Babel. You remember, people who spoke a common language were so sure of themselves that they decided to build a city with a great tower in it that would reach up into the heavens. They did this, Genesis tells us, because they wanted to make a name for themselves, which suggests that they were driven by pride and ambition. If they could just build their tower high enough, it would pierce the heavens and they could steal God's power and become more like God than they already were. Of course, when the tower collapsed, they ended up less like God, speaking a confusion of languages, divided, dispirited, dispersed. Pentecost reverses that story. On the day of Pentecost, there were many languages. Yet quite amazingly, when people who were gathered in Jerusalem from all over the Mediterranean world heard the preaching of these Galilean disciples, each was able to hear them speaking in his own tongue. What should have been a hopelessly divisive moment became this amazing moment of unity when the many and the diverse became one. So, historical context can definitely enhance our understanding of Pentecost. 
But Pentecost also has a contemporary context because, my friends, like all our feasts, Pentecost lives in the present, not just in the past. Pentecost is happening right now. I hope we can feel it, even in this live stream liturgy, and I hope we can know it every day. Pope Francis, in one of his homilies, in his own down-home way, spoke of how the Holy Spirit is with us now, but how we are, most of us anyway, quite good at keeping the Spirit at a distance from us, good at what he calls taming the Holy Spirit. If I may speak plainly, he said, we want to tame the Holy Spirit because the Spirit annoys us. The Spirit moves us, pushes us, pushes the church to move forward. And too often, we prefer the Spirit to keep quiet and not to bother us. End of quote. Then he gives an example. He spoke of the Second Vatican Council, the new Pentecost of Pope John XXIII, and how some in the church seek to, and again I quote, neutralize the council by treating it as a museum piece instead of as the living, dynamic, revolutionary call to action it was. That is the sure way, he concluded, the sure way to stifle the Holy Spirit. My friends, Pentecost is about letting the Spirit bother us. I don't know about you, but I don't really like to be bothered, but it's about letting the Spirit bother us, annoy us, make us uncomfortable. It's about daring to engage the world with all its destructive divisions. Think what's going on in our country at this very moment. With all its destructive divisions, personal, political, theological, moral, seeing them for the dead ends they are. How sad then, when out of fear, we are content to stand on the sidelines, clinging to our comfortable certainties, closed off to new ways of thinking, to new solutions, closed off to views other than our own. In his marvelous apostolic exhortation, Rejoice and Be Glad, Pope Francis warns against allowing ourselves to be paralyzed by fear and excessive caution, always hiding in what he calls safe, closed spaces. Now, I know we're having to do that these days because of the close down, because of the virus, but you get his meaning. Here are his words. Closed spaces grow musty and unhealthy, and the only antidote to them is a holy boldness, the kind of boldness that sent the disciples out into the streets on Pentecost. And he concludes, let us ask for the apostolic boldness to share the gospel with others and to stop making our Christian life a museum of memories. A museum of memories. Is that your faith? I don't think so. It certainly cannot be the church. It can't be our life. A museum of memories is the opposite of the new creation that is Pentecost because the Holy Spirit of Pentecost comes to us in fire to awaken and embolden us, to make us eager to renew and repair relationships, relationships within families, relationships among friends, relationships between races, 
relationships between peoples and nations, and yes, our relationship with the creation around us. My friends, may the spirit of Pentecost come to us now, this day. May the spirit annoy us, disturb us, prod us, push us out of our comfort zones, turn each of us into witnesses, disciples on fire, full of faith and love, conviction and compassion, mercy and a deep passion for justice. Lord, send out your spirit, all will be created, and you will renew the face of the earth.